starting to think that the intro is just a tad bit too long maybe maybe not i don't know i was just really getting into that guy's drum rolls it sounds like garage punk rock that's what rolls, it is you know it's exactly what it is i just set a few people up with the butterfly thing today. really yeah so it's grassroots baby it's growing you know what's funny is the as much as i push the butterfly thing it's it's, it's really hard to navigate if you have a um an iphone or a uh an ipad if you go to www.heymaman.podbean.com, which is that's our actual website where all where I upload the podcast to, and then it kicks it with an RSS feed into all these other places. On the side, it'll say mobile, and you if you click that, um, it'll give you an option to download an icon, an actual app, a Heymaman app to your phone for free. Um, we we pay for it with with the um, you know with with the website money. But you're able, as part of that package, you're able to use the icon. So there, there's one for both um, Apple products and for Android products. I haven't figured out the, how to do the Android one, but I know because I have an iPhone and iPad how to do the other it one. It certainly makes it easier. Once, once you, it's like anything else. Once you get it set up, it's yeah, absolutely. Actually, the one, the ones that I did today for a couple of people, I just set up for auto download. So when a new one comes out, that's the best they, way. Unless they get it. The only bad thing about that is it doesn't credit us with a listen. So for our for statistics. An auto yeah, because the on the Butterfly Radio, um, that streams or it's is a it's uploaded right to the from, you know, right onto their server. Where on Stitcher and all these other places, iTunes, uh, it counts it every time because it comes. It's feeding from it's streaming from Podbean. You uh, understand? It doesn't yeah, make yeah, a difference. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, I had a really crazy day this morning. Uh, I got home yesterday and was super tired. Tried to fight to stay up to catch up on some stuff that I hadn't seen, like Boardwalk Empire and stuff. So my wife worked today, and I was off. So I had to get my son off to school. He gets up at 7 o'clock. I just take it for granted, I guess, that my wife sets the kid's alarm or that it's set right. But it, you know what? 90% of the time it is right, but there's always that chance that it's not going to be right. So I, I usually set my cell phone. But I was tired. My cell phone was running out of batteries. I'm like, you know what? He gets up on his own at 6.50 every day anyway. He's got to be out at the bus stop at really? 6.32. Yeah, what with his own kid. alarm. What a good kid. So I'll wake up at you know 10 after 7 or 5 after 7. He'll already be wow. making breakfast for himself in the kitchen. Unbelievable. Yeah, you'll get there. Oh, my. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm notorious <laughs> with alarm clocks. So notorious. He, uh, he wakes up this morning. and He wakes me up. He's like, Dad, it's 7.25. We didn't wake up. And I'm like, oh, shit. So now um, I'm trying to keep him quiet so he doesn't wake up the baby. We're running around the house and I give him, um, I'm like, man, I don't have time to make him a breakfast because usually he'll have like a pan- sausage rolled up in a pancake on a stick or, you know, cereal or whatever. I like that it was a shared fate. He goes, we didn't wake yeah, up. It's absolutely. kind of like, you didn't get me I, up, Dad. It's sweet of yeah. him to share the <laughs> fate when really you're the adult. You so should be getting him up. I have two options. Either rush him through this process and, you know, we're going to cut out the fat where we can or... 
let him take a little bit of a slowdown, make sure he gets what he needs to get done, and then have to wake up the baby an hour earlier than it normally would to drive him to school. And I'm like, that ain't happening because I'm not really, I, I haven't had a <laughs> cup of coffee. I'm not really looking to, you know, to change out of, to put on pants at any time soon. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? We're going to expedite this. So I'm like yelling at him to get ready. He's pulling his pants on. I literally had uh, two pop tart, you know, pop tart with two, has two actual pop tarts in it. I'm yeah, holding yeah. it open. I'm having him open his mouth and I'm jamming the pop tart <laughs> in his mouth and having him, I'm yelling at him, come on, come on, eat, eat. He's pulling his pants up, putting his socks on the whole time. Can he eat it on the bus? No, you're not allowed to take food on the bus. Once you get on the bus, they make you throw, the, the lady makes you throw it in the trash. And I normally oh. would say, hey, get on the bus with it and slow, you know, just sit just, in the back. But kid. the problem is, is these kids are big time. You know how it is when you're like third, fourth grade, kids are snitches. So it's they're the rules, right away to yeah. tell on everybody else. That's crazy. And we don't need to get in trouble over that. And I'm like, you know what? He can jam it down. So I have, in one hand, I got the Pop-Tarts. The other hand, I got a glass of milk. And I'm trying to, like, go back and forth. I spilled milk on the floor. I'm trying to get softening off. the yeah. Pop-Tart with the milk. It's like Kobayashi. Like, like the way Kobayashi eats hot dogs <laughs> and dunking it. You're Now you're picturing this. I am. So we're down to the wire. I'm looking at the <laughs> clock. And we usually know the bus is coming because uh, it comes from behind our house, from the girl across the street. When she comes out on her porch... Because they can see the bus coming. We know the bus is coming in like a reflection almost. You know what I mean? We oh watch her. God. We know. So I'm like, oh, we're right at the door getting ready to go. He's everything. Now, didn't get to brush his teeth. Didn't get to, you know, do it. Just basically got up, put his clothes on while I was feeding him. And then I, ru- I rushed him out the door. What a good kid. And as I shut the door and he's running toward the bus, I thought, oh, my God, he didn't get to shit this morning. And I just, I guess I, I put a lot of myself into this because I'm like, you know what? Is that about- the routine? Get it out before you get on the bus. That's my routine. Oh, and usually he, uh, he goes to the bathroom in the morning as well. Okay. But I'm so regular that I'm like, this is going to be a problem. I start thinking to myself, if, if he shits his pants on the bus, because I mean, I don't know how long it takes from the bus because it picks up a lot of kids to get to school. <laughs> yeah. This is a game changer. You shit yourself oh. at this age, you're done. You might as well move. That's who you are now. And now in the computer age, I don't even think you can outrun it anywhere oh. in the country. You might have to go by coastal, dude. <laughs> So I literally was waiting. I was like I literally biting my finger like, about that. that's how crazy I am. So my I'm thinking, God. man, I can't believe I sent my kid to the wolves. He's he going to shit himself on the bus. The, the shit kid, yeah. So he came home and the first thing I asked him, I was like, dude, did you, did you, did you take a shit as soon as you got to school? He's like, nah, like midday. And I'm like, it just didn't make sense to me. I'm like, but you go every day in the morning. He's like, yeah, but I couldn't. So I just... I just stopped thinking about it and didn't have to go. And I'm like, it's man, it must be the difference thing. between a kid and an adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm learning something new every day. I don't think when I was a kid I had like set times. You just went whenever you had to. Whenever work. you weren't busy with your mind focused on something I th- else? Well, I think when you, when you get older, it becomes you look forward to it a little more. Like I want to get coffee, especially with cell phones now, which are probably the grossest thing ever if you put them under a black light or whatever now you, oh i was gonna yeah because you could sit in the bathroom for you 40 sit in the bathroom with a tablet your phone whatever <laughs> so i look forward to it my you know like i have to if i have to use the bathroom at home my wife would be like don't take the phone in there and i'm like i'm taking the phone it's your personal phone it's though my you're not time. taking the cordless phone from the house well, not that you wouldn't but you you're not i will take a book i will take uh my phone it's totally acceptable i will take a corded phone i will walk <laughs> it in there is it yeah. attached to anything or just loose no just just for the ambiance, um, you know, for the environment. It's funny you say that because the other day I literally walked out of the uh, basement. We were sitting here watching TV and I walked out to get the baby something. And I, I came back and I'm looking for my iPad 
and my son's in the bathroom. And I open the door and he's sitting on the pot with my iPad. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, oh, I was uh, I was playing this game that you downloaded on. He's like, no, no, you're not doing that. Yeah, That's my yes. iPad. Yeah, yes. But this is the culture we created. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy that uh, even a, an eight-year-old kid, like, he just assumes that that's how the, the normal course of doing business is taking, never taking your headphones off, your eye, never putting your Kindle down or your or your DS or whatever. Yeah. And whether, if I tell him to do a chore, he's got the DS in one hand or whatever tablet in one wow. hand, and he's trying to do the chore half, half-assed with the other hand until I start screaming at him, put that thing down, use both your hands. You know what I mean? It's insane. Yeah. No, I, I struggle with that a lot too. My wife is very uh, unlike that. She doesn't, she has her, her phone. She's not plugged in. No, she's not plugged in. She'll always be like, do you have to, when I mow the lawn, when I do anything, like when I take the trash out, I'm throwing the headphones on. Yeah, it might too. take me three minutes and I could get through a little bit of the Fitzsimmons right. podcast or whatever. Absolutely. Uh, but she always gives me crap about that. But it's funny that, that your kid is doing that when just a few minutes ago you were like, oh, I got off of work and I was tired, so I needed to knock some of these shows out. Like, yeah. you, you talked about it like it's work. Like, if I can get two episodes of Sons of Anarchy and half of Barter Kings, then, <laughs> then you'll feel a little bit uh, satiated. Like, Well, what's funny is today I literally, um, I woke up, I got him out to school, and the first three things I did was I listened to the Verzi Effect podcast, I listened to Pete and Sebastian, and I listened to Bill Burr in succession. So that's three and a half hours of being plugged easily, in. Easily. And so I had like, I had my head, I had one of my earbuds in while I was dealing with my daughter or whatever. And I'm, or I plug it into the kitchen, my iPad into the, or my iPhone into the kitchen radio. Yeah. It's never not going. I never have Me too. N- no talk. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even really listen to music anymore. Very rarely do I listen to music. I struggle with that too. I used to It be bothers a- me though. Cause I'm like, <laughs> man, I, I, I need to hear some music, but then I'm like, eh, nah. Nah, not really. No, I've always been uh, a music enthusiast, like a music nut. I've always uh, been really excited about it. But since the advent of podcasts, I feel like... Uh, you think that... I don't I don't think it'll go away for me. There's a Jimmy Eat World record. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Eat World. There's a new one that came out, I think, June or July. I mean, I, a few years ago, I've, I would have listened to this 300 times by now. <laughs> I don't even own it yet. Because I'm like, well, I'll get it, but I'm three episodes back on Corolla. Right. And I got this week's of PT. Where are you coming up with this Jimmy Eat World money? Do you have to wait for it to get to the library? Or did you want me to buy it and burn it for you? Or how are we going to do this? It's not that I want you to do it. It would just be nice. <laughs> right. It would be nice if you did. You go ahead and put that. Hanukkah's coming up. It's not I'm, far away. Listen, if, if you if you buy it, I'll listen to it. Is all I'm saying. I, I got gotcha. you. I'll we'll keep that in the back of my mind. Maybe we'll do a Kickstarter for you to sad. get that Jimmy Eat World it's, record. It's, it's sad. No, but we are super plugged in, though. I worry about a little bit sometimes about that. Uh, I'm not coming up with my own thoughts enough. You know what I mean? Your mind needs just to, in your everyday life. Yeah, your mind needs to wander. You need to be. Wouldn't you prefer your kid be a little bit bored sometimes? You know, I I often say to him like he'll be like, "Oh, I'm so bored," and I'll be like, "Who who told you 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 were going to be entertained every minute of your life?" Mm-hmm. But that that's what they're used to because they always have tablets that they that they can use mobily. You know, if if I told him to go outside, he will go outside to go to a friend's house to either play with their tablet. Or play outside with, you know, they'll play guns for 10 minutes and then it's like, hey, do you mind, do you mind if we just go inside and, and, and play Call my, of Duty? Or, my, you my, know, brother, some... my brother Nate's kids are like that. Uh, his his middle one, Nikki, uh, he's in like preschool now, I believe, or, or kindergarten maybe. I don't know. I should know. But uh, he knows how to do all the Minecraft stuff. And I think, man, at that age, I was begging to maybe watch my brother play Ghosts and Goblins on Nintendo. My brother, my, or excuse me, my son listens he watches on YouTube. 
videos of other guys playing Minecraft. Yeah. Your, uh-huh. the, your nephew uh-huh. does that? That's uh-huh. insane because he'll be like, oh, I, I, he'll, he'll kill me if he heard me say this, but whatever the guy, like Sparky or whatever. All the kids know about these one or two people who build these worlds. And they just watch this. And my kid will be laughing hysterically. And I'm like, you know what? Let me hear what's going on because I'm assuming it's prof- my kid's laughing at a yeah. dirty word or something. Yeah. And it's not. It's this guy going around and like, you know, killing people in the game. Like, and it's not even like when you say killing people, we're talking about like, I don't know, eight bit graphics, like the most. Yeah. Most, I don't want to go off in, in that direction, but the graphics were. Super yeah. Anyway. Bad. I don't so it. it's just crazy to me that like, you know, when I was a kid, things that don't exist anymore for sure with kids, whenever we had a family event, we played running bases, grandpa, uncles, you know, all the kids would run while the older people threw the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody throws snowballs at cars anymore either. That's messed up. It my, is messed up. I used to do that with my father. Really? I would do that with my dad. My dad would stand out in front of the house with me and we would just chuck him. And and I think he came from a simpler time where it was like, it was all. Ah, uh, what's the yeah, worst the guy's yeah. going to do? Once, is, while, oh, once in a while, somebody would stop me like, hey, and start like yelling customers and my dad would be like, hey. Pound sand and throw another one. So innocent, so awesome. I can remember back, man. I was real young, and and uh, we were in uh, North Hammond, and we were going to my mom's aunt's house, and somebody hit my dad's car with a snowball. I remember my dad slamming on the brakes, throwing it in reverse. You know, like some like somebody threw a brick through his window. Yeah, he was my, ready to get out. In my dad, it, yeah. it could have been. <laughs> he was ready to take chase over some fences over yeah. this, and it's like, dude, it's a snowball, but it scares the living shit. That's the the part that I guess kids are too busy inside to even know about throwing. It's almost like you want to take them out and teach them, like, hey, dude, throw a snowball in a car and live my, a little bit. My dad threw a snowball at this guy's car once, and it might have been a woman. I don't know, but they stopped and they they. Rolled the window down and started yelling all these cuss words. So we're all there. We go to church. We don't talk like that. They're all yelling, out of the yelling f word, yelling at my dad. My dad just goes, "All right, see you in church." And just throws <laughs> another one right at him. It was just, Hopefully, that one got in the window. Oh my god! It was. I had to have been like eight or nine, but I'll just never forget it. It was so uh, innocent. My dad was just like, "I'm not not." Gonna Is that the only that. thing your dad did as far as like childlike? No, no. My dad was a colossal kid. Yeah. No, he was a gigantic kid. Yeah. I can absolutely remember the besides like just even throwing snowballs at cars, which is, you know, on, on the, the more sensible side, we used to build forts nonstop. We'd go in the woods and we would like if people oh, if people's like say that someone knocked down an old fence that they had, we would take the wood from their knockdown fence and we would store it somewhere and be like, We could use this at some point. Yeah. We'd go through everybody's dad's garages and we'd pilfer whatever wood, whatever. I mean, these would be the most ramshackle buildings mm-hmm. ever, but it was your building. You had a fort. We it was shelter. Right. And then you get really, over, you could smoke in it and right. do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Take a dirty magazine that you stole from your dad Maybe. and take it. <laughs> yeah. Or they just show up in there somehow. You don't know how, you don't know what kid brought them, but anytime you, anytime you find a fort, <laughs> this something. is, this is in the eighties because they don't have mag. I don't think they even have magazines anymore. I, I have no clue, but you would, you're not going to find an, an iPad with porn in it. Now there would always in a be fort, dumpster porn. there's always like <laughs> ripped out pages of porn, like floating around <laughs> yeah. and they're never like hung on the wall. They're like crunched up in a ball in the corner don't you think having a fort in the woods was was uh, just infinitely more m- brought more joy than Minecraft or, or whatever? Oh, absolutely. Even even when I like you know I think I was eight years old or or whatever when Nintendo started getting really big or six or something like that. But uh, I enjoyed it, but not not 
not to the the amount that I would enjoy building a fort in well, the woods. I lived right by woods and so and, did I. and railroad tracks. So did I. Pennies, rocks. Everything. Well, I know we. I used to like to come up with like different things where like we'd put a rope over a tree and we'd we'd have like a basket that would come down that we could, you know, really stupid archaic stuff. But to me, it was like, oh, this is a. This is like a an advancement for our yeah. for our fort, like a, 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 wor- a working door, you know something is we, yeah. we would start out with a, an old blue tarp that you found like in the woods somewhere, and then yeah. you actually had a door that either slid or opened or closed, or even you moved a piece of wood in front of it and it acted as a door. So do you think we sound like really old guys? When we I don't know, them? but it's not like you said; it's not just them because we as adults are doing it also, just being plugged in. I, but I feel like time. I've earned the right to sit on the couch and take a breath because I did run. For years, yeah, that's true. We've sort of got stripes on our sleeves uh, as far as being kids. But I don't, I don't like, I don't push my kid to go out. I try to tell him to go out and play or whatever. But then I, again, like I said, all he's going to do is go find another guy he can go out and, and play video games with. That's what they're interested in doing. Well, it's like what the great George Carlin said. He said, "Whatever happened to uh, a kid sitting outside and digging a hole with a stick?" <laughs> I mean, there's something. There's something I used to go to my dad's that. work. And uh, they would give me a two by four and a bucket of nails, and me and my brother would just pound nails into wood all day. And I was it's, asking my kid, I said, hey, would you want to go to work with grandpa and, and, and uh, hammer nails? He's like, yeah. So, I mean, there was a little bit of like spark in me. I was like, all right, well, maybe, you know, but <laughs> that's cool. That he's as, it. as far as like that being reality, it'll never, it'll never happen again. Kids making tire swings over the creeks, kids making rafts. Yeah. It's just, it's not like that anymore. You know, we used to do this thing. Uh, my sister was telling if everything me everything crashes. <laughs> yeah. There you, you we know, go back to like a zombie civilization. The of invention, so if, if, if it's well, not do you, there, we used to do this thing uh, in the neighborhood. I think it was just locally to my neighborhood. Cause I've asked a couple of people called a team sandwiches. And I think a kid in my neighborhood made it up. And what it would be is if there Definitely. was a girl riding down the street, two guys would come up on their bikes sandwich and we'd use their front tires to ram into like to basically Get close enough on both sides to wedge her rear tire. Would into you the parallel bike. her? Until, yeah. Until this happened, yes. you didn't come perpendicular. We'd, no, we would we would basically ride up together and then close in so our uh, the side the inside of both of our front tires stopped her rear tire from moving and she would fall down and we would continue. What about your down. legs? Did they? I don't re- I don't know because you're just enough angle enough. What about me? You know legs? what I'm saying? Like your inside legs, wouldn't they get smashed? No, because you're, it's only your front tire on the edge of her back tire. So the rest of oh, you her is back still, tire. Her back tire, yeah. Gotcha. So it wouldn't flip her end over. I'm just way too But yeah, stupid. it would slow her down and then you push her off or whatever. But I remember kids used to run around, a team sandwich, and they, you know, you'd see it, it coming from a, a mile away. Well, it started out that way, but then it just got <laughs> to the point where there wasn't enough girls. So, or they got smart. So it would be other guys, and then the older guys would, see, you know, you they'd be pedal. You ever seen that uh, the Karate Kid scene where I he's he's on the bike and they're on motorcycles? Sure. Just yeah. imagine you're on a, a bike, a, you know, twelve inch BMX bike yeah. or sixteen inch, and these guys are on ten speeds at the time. Poor Danny. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, kids just don't have the kind of fun we used to have anymore. Um, they could if you made them. Yeah, I guess you. I guess you know what I mean, if it just came to move it. to Wyoming or something like that. I. Uh, I went with my wife this week. We did some uh, garage sailing. I don't know if you're... I don't mean sailing in a garage. We went to some garage sales. Any, <laughs> or, or if they're really good ones, they're called estate sales, which is super morbid, but that means that the person died and their family doesn't want to mess with it. Right. So they'll just sell Take the money. all their stuff. Yeah. Well, my wife is like, hey, we don't have money, but I love to shop. So I'm going <laughs> to go... perfect. I'm going somewhere where they have this stuff. Uh, and so... I don't know. She watches the kids all the time when I'm at work. And we do a lot of this. Uh, we do a lot of separate. Like, well, I'm off, so I'll take I'll take the boy. You take the girl. We do a lot of split. 
Professor, let, let's, let's do something. I'll go with you. I'll take one for the team. I'll be a good, try to be a good husband. So she said, I'm going to go garage sale. If you want to watch the kids, I said, I'll go with you. So I thought I'd give it a shot. But I had no idea what I was in for. I didn't know it was this, I didn't know it was this intense. And there, there was this uh, Matrix-like world. I, I took the wrong, I took the blue pill or, or whichever <laughs> one it was, but I took the wrong one. I didn't know. So we get up and uh, I thought we'd get up and do our normal routine and then go look at garage sales to find old uh, old t-shirts that say like dig deeper for oil or some ironic slogan on it. That's not the case. We, we went to up. the Bahamas and all we got you was this. <laughs> yeah, like a Jimmy Buffett <laughs> right, or a Florida. Sonia Buns Bahamas. I got some pint glasses that say Florida Keys right. on them so that, so that people think I actually take vacations. But no, uh, we we get up and I, I didn't know this, but it's like I start to get my coffee. I start to get the kids woke up or whatever. And she's like, chop, chop. We got to go. We got to go. We got to get this thing going. You have to go first thing in the morning because the garage sale starts at eight. Normal people like yourself or I would say, well, big deal. We'll show up right. whenever we want because those those old romance novels aren't going right. anywhere fast. <laughs> well, no. If you if you don't get there at eight, all the good stuff in air quotes will be gone. You know? Right. So, uh, yeah. So we show up. We I we stop by McDonald's, get the kid hash browns and stuff, and we're we're just kind of like you, just shoving food in their face because. Hey, this was a one time thing. Don't not kind of like me. Kind of like, like me today. Kind of like how you every day just shove <laughs> pop tarts. <laughs> uncooked in your kid's mouth uh no so we do all that so we get there by eight so all the good stuff won't be gone first we first one we go to um was this estate sale and i have this weird thing i'm i like i said i was going there to be nice but when i go there i, I don't i'm not looking for anything if 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 there's old i like to collect vinyl so if there's old records that's a cool find like you know what i mean if i can find but who's uh, gonna have the kind of records that you want Dude, I found I found Alice Cooper, Led Zeppelin. I guess I should have said who's gonna like have the kind of records I want. I forget. <laughs> I found Pink Floyd records for two bucks. Dude, so, this guy's such a cock. <laughs> so all right, so we go to this one, and uh, but I have this weird thing. It's um, I I don't really know how to explain it, but I go there, and if I don't like their stuff, pass. If I don't <laughs> like their stuff, then uh, I don't want them to know that I think that their shit is shit. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't want them to think that all this stuff that they've put out there because they're sitting there and they sit there in these chairs and they have like this box of change because they're right. ready to make some big bank and they're they got like sometimes they have like the aprons. Everybody at garage sales has those has like an actual like a till for a register and it's like where did you get that? Yeah, you ever notice that? Yeah, they had um, a bunch of stuff with change and it looked like yeah, like the like the kind of from like you would play with when you were a kid, like right. the Western style. <laughs> right. One would say twenty five, right. you know, cents with the cent sign on it. Absolutely. So, but. My wife doesn't care. She'll go there and she doesn't like it. She'll politely go, thank you. And then grab her kids and scurry off back to the car. But She I th- actually says like, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Like makes. Yeah. Like, no, makes she'll say like, of- thank you. Like, thank you for letting me come right. and get all your shit. Well, that's polite. All this, all this garbage that you <laughs> right. have. And some of it, I do. I don't know why you would dig up like these old useless plugs or, or, or cables or there's just stuff that there's. The reason that it's been sitting in your garage for twenty years is because it's garbage. My dad still thinks his Apple IIe computer should be should he knows what he paid for it in nineteen eighty four and expects he's trying to get that back. Like, yes. So, so I I do this thing where I feel really bad. So I'll just start picking up. I'll pick up something. Mm-hmm. Like I'll pick up like an old ashtray and I'll be like, oh, that's where, where, is this the original? Are you the original owner of this ashtray? <laughs> I need the papers on this. Have you? Is this only you guys have had this? Welcome to the Bahamas uh, ashtray. That's need the nice. maintenance records. This bottle opener. Did you? Did you open a lot of bottles with it? Or? You know, 
real quick before you go on the uh i never understand why people bu- like when you go on vacation people buy um like novelty glasses that say sun your buns bahamas or <laughs> yeah you know whatever because it's like that's really not going to fit with the rest of the stuff you have so it's just inevitably going to end up in a garage sale. I mean, do you really need oh, a funny. glass to remind you that you went to the Florida Keys? Oh, like toothpick holders from every state? My, yeah. My grandma I, doesn't. Well, I mean, no. If you're doing a collection, then I can understand it. But what I don't understand is where people will buy, like, a sun visor that says Indiana Beach. You know, and I understand, like, if you're going to get a souvenir from a place, you want it to say the name of the place. But it's like, that's a, that's just inevitably going to... because. You're not going to wear that out to a, to the movie theater where, you know, you're going to have a, a shirt that says Hawaii 2000 and, you know, whatever. I, I wouldn't. So that's always going to end up in a thrift store. That's why all those play, all those stores are filled with just that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you buy shit just knowing it's shit. So I, I but I'll, I'll pick up a few things and I'll just ask a question or two about it and act like, <laughs> and act like I don't like think it's garbage. Like I'm never gonna, yeah. I'm never going to see him again. And they're only charging 50 cents, but I just don't want them. I picture someone setting up for like eight hours and like setting these tables up nice. And then everyone just coming and going, your shit is garbage. But it's not like you're knocking a table over or being like, poof, at like the price of I something know, and I'm putting just, your nose up. I think I'm just super sensitive to people being sad about it. Have you shit. had like some sort of horrible time where you try to sell like people, you know, you, <laughs> I don't know. This had to come from I somewhere. I tried to sell some finger paintings I made as a kid and I got jeered and laughed at. You found no treasures? <laughs> no. Well, here's the thing. They had this, uh, like, a milk crate filled with old license plates, right? And I'm not going to tell you that I wanted them. But I looked at it, and I was just like, what the fuck is that about? Well, this guy and his wife were there, and they were snooping. And I since saw them two or three other times at other garage sales, which made it even more sad. That's, like, what right. they're about that day. Well, weren't you about that that day as well? I was. He's probably sad. right now on a podcast. He's like, probably like, yeah, that's this guy. I'm old. That this guy was watching me look through a thing of license plates. Oh, it, it gets better. Creepy. There's this milk crate of license plates. And it's like, oh, $2 a piece if you want these old license plates. Well, the guy is like uh, sitting there counting them meticulously. And he's like, eh, there's 28 like, there's twenty eight plates in here. Uh, what would you take for the whole box? And I'm just like, oh, oh, this shit's getting big. It was like a James Bond poker game. He's like all in. He's like, I'll take the box. Right. You know, so he slides it over. And the lady's like, ah, $28, $2, And immediately when she She just does the math. like Yeah, uh, she's doing the math like kind of out loud. She's going, well, it's $56, whatever. And the guy's like, I'll give you 25 bucks. And like kind of does the arm fold. Right. And like when she starts to contemplate it, he turns his back and starts looking at other stuff. Like that's my, it was like. He, he's been there before. This is like, not his first garage <laughs> rodeo. Not, it was like the shittiest episode of Shark Tank right. ever. It was just like 25 bucks. I turned around and was like, I got this bitch right I bet you we got her too, didn't we? I got, well, she's, oh, she's thinking about it. Her and her friend, she's like, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take it. 25 bucks. And I'm thinking, this dude's about to spend 25 bucks on a bunch of old license <laughs> right. plates so he can put them up in his weird. You know, right now this guy's kicking himself and he goes, I should have said 14 bucks. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yes. Where but, did he come up with the arbitrary twenty five dollars? I don't know, but I'm the type of dude that would just pay what it's. I'm not a good. Really? I'm a horrible, no haggle with you. Horrible haggler. <laughs> I am the worst haggler ever. Also, a good thing to remember. Well, because just just like uh, me acting like I'm interested in their garbage, I never want them to like think that I'm super cheap. You know. So what do I'm you saying? think that somebody can convince you if you had something in your hand to buy something just out of guilt? kind of if look, if someone's selling like if someone's selling like old dvds for 50 cents a piece i cannot go lower than that 
you, you're 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 so close to giving it away for me to go like three bucks is a little rich for my blood. How's one thirty eight right. grab you? I just can't do it because then I'm like this person thinks I only have one dollar and thirty eight. So what? Cents. Maybe I have two, and that's, I'm just flaunting. That's could be, you know. But yeah, so so it, it, they agree on twenty five dollars, and I know this is a long garage sale story, but then he goes to pay for it with a hundred dollar bill. That's a power move, man. Something he, I would do. Yeah, but it's like it's like eight oh three in the morning. They just opened their garage sale, <laughs> and he's paying for. Like he, you're saying, they had their, their bank wasn't filled up enough to change up. Yeah, he bargains them down to twenty five dollars, like. Uh, this is listen, all I have is twenty five. Right. And as soon as they say yes, he pulls out a hundred dollar bill, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" You've is up been with this served. Guy? Yeah, he was like, and, and I felt like he he just looked at me, and I could tell he was just thinking, "That's how you garage." Absolutely, he That's knew, how he knew right away you were done. Yeah, it was super weird. Actually, uh, after I got the kid off the school this morning, I had to go back to that stupid baby gymnastics class, and my wife actually left a bunch of clothes out for the baby. Um, to make it easy for me because my wife, to make it idiot proof, she sets out, uh, like a, uh, it's a sweatsuit, like a four piece sweatsuit. It's got pants. Uh, there's a shirt that goes on. Then there's a sweatshirt and then there's a vest and they all are color cord and a bow. Okay. All so, for the class. All for this. And the class is a half hour long. Good thing your baby's not a sweater. So I went over to gymnastics school and as I walk in the door, Every single one of these little babies are all about the same age between like two, like maybe almost two and, two and three. 15. And uh, all the moms, every single one of these kids has a snazzy running suit, track suit, sweat suit. Uh, and I'm like, you like gotta be kidding me. Run. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, so the teacher comes out and she's like, all right, the last class is out. You guys can come in. And the kids go in there and I see these moms start stripping away the majority of the outfit and putting it off to the side. And I'm thinking, you really dressed your kid up in all this garb so the other moms could see how cute you were. You're not even, it's not even, you're, the, the, the sweater was off, the vest was off, the headband was off. My daughter was down to a t-shirt and, and, and sweatpants. So your wife made the call to put all this stuff on Yeah, her. because, and now I know why. Because just like any other woman, you're, they'd start getting trained at an early age to accessorize. But it's so impractical. It's ridiculous. You don't need all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and every one of them did it. There was not one kid. Every one of them, the, these little girls all had pigtails in or a bow or some sort of uh, you wear, they don't wear makeup yet, but they did whatever they could to, you know, in, in lieu yeah, of makeup. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you have to be kidding. And each one was commenting on, Ooh, that's a cute, that's a cute uh, jumpsuit. That's a cute thing. And like I said, once we got in there and actually got down to business, the sweatsuit, the track suits that everybody was wearing, they got stripped away. That's and then all. they got put right back on, and I brought my daughter home and put her right to bed for a nap. So it's all for the parade. Absolutely. But one interesting thing happened in there. <laughs> Under Armour for a baby. That's not bad. Uh, so there's like, you know, they, they, there's like an obstacle course that you're, they show you, and then your kid goes through it. And I'm my kid didn't want anything to do with it after a while. So there's in the back, there's like this big, like, I don't even know, like a big pad. It's probably like three foot high. And I'm assuming it's to jump onto for older kids. So I'm just picking my daughter up and dropping her onto this thing. Cause it's like a huge pillow. Well on there, there's three ladies purses. I love how the, the activities just get thrown to the ways. Yeah. Like, it's like, we're just going to jump off. Yeah, the pillow. She, she was not interested. So I'm dropping her on this giant pillow thing and there's three ladies purses on there. And <laughs> I, I just literally, I didn't move their purses. I just put my hand between like two areas that my daughter was playing in. So she wouldn't knock over or reach into one of these ladies purses because what you know, babies is doing on that they're, that's, they just set them out of the way. Cause we weren't using this piece of equipment for the class. So they just 
walked over there, put their purses. They didn't know there. your kid didn't give a shit about the class. So I take my my kid. Uh, I walk my kid away after a couple of drops on that. I drop her on it a couple of times, and I walk her back over to the obstacle course, hoping that now she'll be interested in doing it again. And I see this lady walk over, look at me, grab her purse from that area and move it to a secondary <laughs> area closer to where she was. And I'm like, now I'm the only dad in this whole group. It's all, it's all moms. Right. And I'm thinking what I'm looking at myself. Like, do I really look like, like I was going to take something from your purse lady? I mean, the, what? did she give you the once over? I think I caught her attempting to give me the once over. And it was like, <laughs> she broke eye contact real quick. And I'm thinking, does she think I was going to reach into her purse? Like I set this whole thing up where I brought my kid over there so I could slyly. Mm-hmm. I'm at a goddamn two-year-old gymnastics class. I, you think I got, obviously I have money, right? Because if I didn't have money, I sure as hell wouldn't have my kid at a two-year-old gymnastics class. You wouldn't be wasting on a gymnastics. Yeah, absolutely. Do, yeah. And I, I guarantee I looked at her purse. I got more money than this lady does. Okay. I know I'm covered in tattoos mm. and, but I mean, I'm clean shaven. I was dressed with clean clothes on. Yeah. Uh, I was involved with my kids. I was you like, don't have the Mary Kay Fall collection, so the joke's on you. Yeah, I, it was it was very disheartening, man, because once again, I looked at it and I said, you know, these people who bring their kids to, to child gymnastics, you think would be more liberal and more apt to accept people and be, but no, no. I got, well, I got completely uh, categorized. And uh, I hope she dropped her purse on the way out of there and everything fell out of the Well, you don't, you don't, I mean, you don't want to be judged right away when someone looks at you and thinks one thing about you, which is, which is exactly why when I went to the bank the other day, I took I took my uniform off. I took my work uniform off before I went in. I had uh, I don't know if you have a change jar. I have like this square. So you're naked at this point. Yeah, yeah. I walked <laughs> into the bank because I want them to know. Right. I want them to see me for me. You had like an old gin jar filled with quarters, or what do you mean, like an? Yeah, I well, no some sort of a it's like a yeah makeshift like bank. I, well, I used to have a Coke bank, uh, Coca Cola bank, and my wife said it looked trashy, so we have this <laughs> glass jar. Which looks way more. Uh, Let's be honest. It, it wasn't Coca Cola. You you had a Canfield's one. I, I <laughs> Wildwood had, Cola. I had a large Wildwood <laughs> red pop flavored can that I would throw my money in. You dreamed of one day owning a Coke one. Yeah, my favorite pop flavor is red. By the way, Wildwood <laughs> red pop. But no, I feel this change jar, and uh, I don't know. I get I get more excited than a normal person should. But when it starts to get to the top, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to cash this bitch in. It's going to be wonderful. You know? And I just, I don't know. I just, I like it. Right. So I throw, I guess, cause I'm like one day I'm going to get cable. I'm going to take all this change and I'm going to get basic. I'm not going to show off. Oh, good for you. I'm not going to show right. off. I don't need ESPN two. One's fine. I don't like tennis anyway. Gotcha. So I'm going to take leading the pack, not falling behind. Yeah. Yeah. I want to blend in. Right. I don't even want to say I want Columbo, but I don't <laughs> need stars. Gotcha. You understand where I'm at. So uh, my thing was was full, you know. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this sucker in, and I'm gonna get some money, and then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna live the big life. But I didn't want her to know where I worked. I didn't, Understandable. I didn't, I didn't want, even though like she's got my bank account. You couldn't pay like a young kid walking by to do this for yeah, you. Yeah. Well, here's the, no. Here's the you, you, hey kid. Hey, hey buddy. You want to make uh, two shiny quarters? You want to make one thirty eight in license right. plates? Come over here, kid. Yeah. No, I didn't want. Uh, you could go to like the have these coin star things where you yes. dump them in, but they charge you. Not cool. Gotta not make down money. That. So I went to the bank and like a dummy, I went to the bank that I that I go to or whatever. And I didn't want her, even though she has my bank account number, right. I didn't want her to know how poor I was. And now I'm excited about my right. change. So I take my work uniform off or whatever, and I go in there, and uh, it's it's no big deal. But then I walk in and I see who is normally employed at a 
uh, a bank, hot your local bank, hot chicks or young, right? You know, early twenties, whatever. Uh, and it's not not so much hot chicks, but I don't want anyone. I don't know where you bank, son. I gotta get you to my bank. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Give me time. Give me time. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm saving away money. But I walk in. It's not about, oh, like, I don't want a hot chick. Although I don't. I don't want a hot chick to, to, to do my know, I know that you have coins. I just coming don't in want coins. anyone in my scope of reality. Right. You know what I mean? I don't want anyone uh, in there. I don't want them from 18 to 38. Right. I don't want anyone there. You want an old grandma who's going to appreciate the fact that you've saved. Someone with depression error that's going to go, you know what? This yeah. guy, this guy knows that the whole bottom could drop out at any point. He's a keeper. <laughs> what he's got in this change, this is real solid. Money. Right, backed up by gold. So I, I, yeah, I walk in and I'm immediately like, oh shit, there's like a, a younger chick with with uh, a ponytail or whatever and like a business shirt. No, no, yeah, imagine that. Uh, and not again, not like not like super hot, but I see a, a girl in her young twenties, not not obese. I see another one, like a uh, late twenties, not obese. I like when you say not obese, that just means that she's somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, but still in the scope right. of my. I got you. I, I don't want them anywhere near anything uh, that right. I could ever, you know. So, I'm like, no good, no good. And then I see the third teller. Bingo! It's a. Uh, oh, she's probably late forties. Uh, she's got like the sweater, probably three layers, as much as your kid going to gymnastics. Got all these layers. And and when when I walk in, a I, Hitler mustache, I a look, goiter. <laughs> I look for number one. No, that's too good looking. Number two, not too young. Number three, bingo. In the first, <laughs> exactly, exactly. In the first two, look, and like you know, oh, can I help you? And I don't even make eye contact. <laughs> no, I go immediately to the third one, and I, and I, I schlep my 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 big ass jar uh, of coins on there. And then, she, you know, she kind of just looks at it. And there's, like, guitar picks and, like... Right, stuff. that's a minus. There's, too. like, stuff that should... Like, earplugs or something that should old be old button. There. Yeah. Uh, I think there might have been a bullet. So, I don't let me get that. <laughs> so, she's going... Uh, I, I just need to change this in or whatever. Oh, you just want... You want me to dump in the back? So, yeah, it's... So, and then do this move because I'm, I'm still so embarrassed because I walk across this low self-esteem. I go, it's my kid's jar. Right, it's full. that's great. It's full, so... He he wanted to you know get some stuff with his change or whatever. My kid just turned two. Right. He has no she idea what money that. is. He has no <laughs> idea what stuff is unless it's in his room. But I'm like, yeah, it's my kid's jar. It's he wants to buy some some stuff, you know, right. whatever. And she's like, oh, okay, I'll just change it. But you know, whatever. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't even care how much right. is in there. I, whatever the. I think you, it's seventy seven. Don't even tell but, me uh, how much. Don't even tell me how much it is. And I'm like, holy shit, it's over hundred dollars. I get all excited. But yeah, so I had to have her do that, and uh, it was this super embarrassing thing. But I just thought it was funny that that I, I brought my money in and immediately the first thing the first thing I thought of was like, please no blame one, this on somebody else. No, no one. I don't want anyone skinny or or under forty seeing that I that I want to do this money yeah. thing. And Unfortunately, uh, you look too white. You couldn't even like. You couldn't even pretend like you don't speak the language. What I mean, a puppy! What's a cheeky? <laughs> yeah, would have been better. Like I gotta do some money. You gotta put it in the jar. I make a something for you. You gotta put a gum I, and the money I, in the goddamn basket. <laughs> so for you, motherfucker. Wait a second. Your kid only two years old. Hey, this a wooden nickel. It's a no good. And this a Canadian penny. Let me let me throw this at you. Maybe get something like an old kid's toy to put the money in, so it's a little more believable <laughs> that it's your kid's bank. Do you want me to do it right before I go, <laughs> I, I, or the I, entire soul? Just put it in process. a ziploc bag. That that shows. That's classy. 
<laughs> the whole soul sucking. Just process. use the coin star. You bet. How much could it have been to use the coin star? Dude, I didn't throw my money in this jar for a year <laughs> to to give it to a vending machine. Gotcha. No way, dude. I gotcha. No way. Well, but I started thinking like, what? Your your dignity is not worth a dollar and forty cents to run the coin star machine. No. You nah. took your your uniform shirt off. You. you <laughs> this is your bank. They know who you are anyway. What if they didn't do a lot of research? Uh, they just fine. dump it. They just... Trust me, these chicks look at your bank book after you leave, and they all laugh. Not just you, everybody. Know, Not I just know. you. I didn't mean that. It's an attack on your bank. I know. When you part, when when we're done, it's no difference than when you you know you go in for a, a surgery or whatever, and you know you're unconscious. You assume <laughs> you assume everyone's looking at your genitals, and then talking assume, about it in the, I nur- hope. in the nurse's station. No different than when they see your bank, when they're whispering behind your back with your bank book, you know, when you pull out. You mean like they're looking at your junk while you're out? Yeah. And then they're bringing in other ones to look But when you're out, it's probably not. You, I would want to wake up in the middle and be like, no, hold on. Normally there's a little more blood. Well, you don't even know because it's over and done with by the time you're, you know, you you just have to. I know it. So what, what other profession do you hope for someone that's not attractive? The only one that I could really come up with was dentist or dental assistant. You don't want a hot dentist? No. Why? Because. Oh, looking at your gross mouth? Yeah, because my mouth's Everyone's mouth is gross. I don't have George Clooney's, you know, set of teeth or whatever. Although he doesn't have his set of teeth. To be fair, he's got whatever's. But yeah, when I go in there, I don't want... Basically, anytime I'm really embarrassed about something, I don't want it to be a good-looking person. Of course. On on the receiving end. So I guess dentist medical anything yeah. i guess medical if you have any issue like oh like i threw my back out i don't want them thinking like i threw my well back let's see out. your penis <laughs> yeah <laughs> no like when i go to the doctor and like the nurse will say okay hop up on this like yearly or whatever like oh hop up on this scale and i'm like should I, can i should i take my shoes off and my shirt should I, you want me to strip down she's like nah just whatever you got on i'm like yeah do you mind if i just take my shoes off? <laughs> i try to i try to i start taking things out of my pockets I'm like where do i need to like, it's almost sure? like yeah like when you're at the hairdresser and you take your glasses off and put it on the counter like i'm unloading my stuff and you know as much as i can to drop the weight before i get on that scale hairdresser's almost another thing that i don't know that i would i don't want my wife does hair so i don't have to worry about this this doesn't really bother me but i don't know that i want a really good looking person to cut my hair because I feel silly with that smock. You're crazy. This is crazy talk. No, well, I know you get your hair cut from... Uh, well, one one time your, I did. You no, know, you get your hair cut from a man of color who's got That's a true. lot more style than you. That's true. But when I don't have Andre cut my hair, mm-hmm. I definitely go over to the uh, cost cutters and uh, I try to figure it the out. cost cutters. Now who's poor? Because, you know, I always forget. <laughs> well, trust me, that's there's a reason for it. Because there's a there's a line. It's almost like a like a brothel where there's six chicks on either side, and you can. I try to figure out like I'll let if I see the girl like come up and she's like, David, and I, I don't like it's not the one that I like. You're I'm like, oh enough. ma'am, go go right ahead. I try to time it out, or my I'll take my kid with me and I'll give him to the to the fat chick, or, and you know, and the older chick comes up. Yeah, and like, I'm not David. Yeah, no, he nope. just left. Nope. That guy <laughs> said he was David. Yeah. No, exactly. I've uh, I've definitely but, done that. But do you think that when you were, if, if when I put that smock on, that black thing, and then they wet your hair down and they put it straight up, right? And they make you they make you look crazy before they can try to make you look good. I I look like I'm 11 when they yeah, do that. Yeah, you know what? Only thing I do. There's no way a chick would be like, oh, this guy looks super handsome. I try to make sure I wash smock. my hair right before I get my hair cut, even though I'm gonna, it's included. They're going to wash it. I know, but I don't want to go in there. The only thing I do is get nervous that my hair is too greasy. Because you want a hot chick like, wait, this guy doesn't even wash his hair. 
But but then again, it's like, well, I'm paying for you to do it. That's so the why would one I... self-conscious thing I never worried about. Now let me add that to the yeah, list right. of stuff that think I about think that, is man, Because you don't want some girl thinking like, because she assumes if you don't wash, how if you if your hygiene isn't up, what do you got? You know what I'm saying? Not a lot, but I just don't think anybody looks good in that smog. Well, got Stitcher? We're on it, so get it. Stitcher's an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smart way to listen to radio. Last week we talked about uh, wanting to talk about a documentary, and I wasn't sure if you had seen it. Now you had seen it. Um, it's called The Other F Word. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. You know what? It wasn't even particularly – it wasn't like the most well-done documentary. Like filmed, you mean? Or yeah. Put together, like, even produced? or No, it just wasn't like fantastic looking. It didn't have some great insight, whatever. But uh, what it was about basically is all these punk rockers, most of them front men for bands or or the loud, boisterous personalities of, right. of predominantly punk rock bands. And now they're in their, I don't know, 40s or, or, or whatever, and they're still trying to rock out, but they have kids. So they show them on stage, you know, giving people the finger and right. saying, you know, fuck the world, whatever, throwing these F words out. And then at home, they're trying to put their their daughters. A lot, a lot of the stories you tell, you know, right. trying to get their their daughters ready for baby keeping the dream alive or whatever. And uh, uh, full disclosure, I don't think I've cried at a movie since Uh-oh. the documentary Dear Zachary that I mentioned that one time when yes. we did the top five. There's a documentary called Dear Zachary. It's oh my god, it's a hard watch, but it's amazing. Uh, Full disclosure, I cried during this movie. When Flea cried? You know what? I just seeing these guys, uh, a lot of them had a lot of them had horrible father figures themselves, and they didn't have a lot to go off of. And so to see them trying so hard to right the ship that sort of had been wronged in the beginning, absolutely one hundred percent, were motivated by the same things that drew them into this culture and this lifestyle and the music Mm -hmm. was the relationship with their father. Yeah. And a just a, a not good one or a not close one, and I think that uh, it certainly abs- didn't drive them to succeed, you know, in a, in a normal standard setting. Absolutely. But the crazy thing is, the majority of these guys are pretty damn good dads, as at least from what you see in the movie. I was amazed by it. It's so weird that you happen to go, "Hey, we're gonna talk about the other f words," so try to catch it. Because the the week that you told me to watch it was that had been uh, ten years since my dad passed. It was like that week. Oh, so maybe that's even uh, it. Was, yeah, <laughs> right. dude, it ain't Oprah. I'm not gonna start crying, but it but it was it just happened to be that week when you're like, oh, we're gonna watch a movie about dads, and I was like, well, fuck, all right, you know what I mean? Heavy. Here we go. So yeah, it was it was super heavy for me, but uh, I just I just I thought it was awesome and. Uh, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 was was talking. He was like, man, my, my friends that don't have kids, they tell me, like, what's it like or when they're expecting kids, whatever. And he goes, it's, it's imagine everything you know getting turned upside down and changing and blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, you know, times it by 100. And, right. and it's still more than that. And it was just so cool to see how, hard, how hardcore these guys were into punk. That's the same effort they gave into their kids. When people rebel and they, they get angry or... Or, or they get passionate about something, it's because they're, they feel strongly about it. And most often that's because they were hurt by something right. or let down by something. But these guys all, like you said, the one thing that was important to them was making sure that the relationship with their children was better than the one that they had with their fathers or their families. Well, who Who is, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. His son, Chess, died. Who's yeah, uh, uh, Dwayne Peters. 
Dwayne Peters from U.S. Bombs. From U.S. Bombs. That guy tells a story about losing his son, and I was just like, I think that was probably where right. I lost it. Oh, it was, pretty, I was, it was like, pretty harsh. Ugh, to hear somebody tell the story of how much they love their kid and lost. And the whole movie, don't get me wrong, the fact that I cried doesn't mean right. that, that it was a downer of a movie. It's a really sweet movie. I just had a lot of dead things going on right. myself. But no, it was, I mean, it, it was just really cool. They showed uh, the singer from Rise Against, who I like quite a bit. They showed him on the phone uh, talking to his daughter, and she's like, oh, I, I practice my guitar, you know, every day this week. And he's like, oh, that's so cool. I'm so proud of you. And to see a dad that that involved and that into it, uh, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It, it, it touched the nerve with me. I just thought Inspiring. it was, Yeah, I just thought it was really amazing. Because it is super, and, I, you know, because we're fathers, you know, now I'm, I've only been for a couple of years. But it's such an um, immensely important job. To see people that I think are cool outside of the taking realm. it that serious, yeah, as serious as you people, take it, I look up to them and go like, "These people are awesome," you right. know. Because I, I like, I'm not as into punk as you are, but I, I've always been into rock music. To see them be that into it, it almost puts me on the same level as them. Like, well, I don't tour the world with a rock band, but but I'm all in on this dad right. shit too. You know? Well, no, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, I feel like you know, I was in a band and I was a hundred percent. I, if I had the opportunity, I would have went down that same road. I would have continued being, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't have had any problem with that. Sure. Um, but then I feel, I, you know, before this movie, again, I was like, hey, I became an adult. I had children. I had to do what I had to do. And I just always felt like now an imposter going to one of these shows or, or you know. Uh, You're the man now. Like, like you, you have kids. and Yeah. And so I just feel like it, it just, it, I couldn't go back. Like, these guys are still doing it. And, but I still feel like uh, it's just not for me, and, and I had I had no place anymore. Like I I was into that, and then once I was too old for it, like I just felt like I was free floating, and it's like, well, what do I have now? That was so important to me. But that's why um, that's why comedy is equally as important to me, because I look at like the only real I, w- I don't say punk rockers because it's not rock music or punk music. Now I consider those guys just rockers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because punk is, is more of a mindset. It's a way, you know, these guys are still doing it. They're rocking along, whatever. But I consider like comedians almost to be like the punk, the, the last bastion, the last frontier of punk. Because you got a guy like Louis C.K. who goes out there and basically thumbs his nose at like all these record companies and everybody and is like, I'm going to put out a comedy record for five bucks. I'm going to put down or yeah, put down a comedy, you know, and everyone has followed suit. All these other comedians are saying like, Hey, it's all about DIY. We're not, we're no longer going to need to rely yeah. on these people to get rich on the backs of us. We are going to put out a product on our own. And that's simply how all this started. It's like these guys, nobody, there was no market for this music. There was no, these dudes were like moving tapes around from person to person, traveling across the country, playing these small shows and handing out, you know, audio cassette tapes of their band that they made or like seven inch vinyls that they press themselves without record companies. Right. So in the, in the same way, punk rock was like, fuck it. We don't need the labels. Comedians it's, are now going. It's, it's evolving back. This is where we're going to see this happen again is podcasting right. is, is opened up a whole, like these comedians who are having a hard time getting their name out now with podcasting are able to do it easily. They're able to basically sell out shows because people know them just based on their on their podcasts or if they have some sort of a, a name recognition because of being a, a, a touring comedian or a, like semi-famous or whatever comedian, they're able to get people to listen to their podcast and almost work through their material. Like that's why I like 
if you listen to my two of my favorites are uh, the Verzi Effect, Paul Verzi's podcast, and Bill Burr's podcast. And the reason being is you could almost hear like a lot of the stuff that comes out uh, that Bill Wood does on stage. I this last tour that I saw this year, I heard him almost working through with the podcast, like ideas were coming up and he was like talking about things and you'd see him like, it would almost be like, it's kind of cool to see the inner workings. And like even Paul Verzi to take it a step further, um, you know, you're able to, to like pull the curtain back a little bit on some of these guys that you really like and enjoy their comedy and see how they think these, you know, how they, if you're lucky with a guy like him, he'll tell you like, you know, how he thinks up the jokes or how he comes to write a joke or develop a joke, what it's like to work, uh, you know, these kind of clubs, a club that's a little bigger tape is half hour special for uh, comedy central, all this stuff. So it's a unique look. Imagine, you know, there was not a time before where you could see like, and I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm just going to use this like Led Zeppelin, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, where you could watch them all along on a weekly basis. Maybe some of these guys like Jay Moore that does at one point was doing more than one or Adam Carolla who does one like almost every day. Yeah. You could literally peek behind the curtain daily. And then eventually this person comes around and, and, and does a show in your city. And it's like, not only do I like his comedy, but I, I know this guy is a person now. There's some yeah. sort of a, they build like a real fan following. There's an absolute connection. It's not just a performance. Would, would you say it was almost like watching a punk band rehearse sort of, or just work through, you know, because before you see their polished studio, right. It's almost like watching them work it out in the garage and, and, and beat it out. And at least, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's crazy because a lot, like, uh, again, I just to use Paul Verzi as an example, this is a guy that you could reach out to as a fan uh, whether it be on Butterfly Radio, uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, and he responds to you on his podcast. He'll answer the question that you've like sent in. Bill Burr does it too. Um, so that it it just it gives you that. It's like you know after the show when you can go up and shake somebody's hand or take a picture. Obviously, they're limited on time depending on how many people are standing in line. But you get an hour of like new content every week and and some of it's funny and some of it's serious and some of it's like what we talk about, like the everyday stuff about just, you know, raising children or your normal everyday humdrum life, but they figure out a fun, you know, they put a funny spin on it or their spin on it. And it's just, like I said, someone you like something, someone you're interested in, someone you're really into and being able to, to them to bring you into their personal life. It, yeah. it just, I, I don't think there's any way that they you could build a stronger fan base and a more um, loyal fan base than that. Can't, I, I, I love it. It's certainly like I'm a, like I've said before. I'm a big Corolla fan, but uh, he always he always says it's like his pirate ship. Like he doesn't need. And you'll hear him. He'll he'll say to the the main companies that normally produce shows and movies and music, and he'll just get, give them the finger and say fuck them. I don't need them because right. I got you guys and you guys. And he did that. Uh, fund anything campaign to get a million dollars and stuff like that that would have never been possible before so it 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 is very punk it's almost like if a if a punk rock band said we want to do this next record and they do that now with kickstarter and stuff this whole podcast thing is is punk rock in its own way of just like well i think that it all comes down to the show until someone picks us up and goes these guys have a these guys talk about their kids and garage sales you know what i mean and 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 perk up that do do a little more of that pool lady you know what i mean but or we could do this and people could listen. And it's just, it's again, cool. the, the medium of the, the best thing about podcasting is it's not regulated by the FCC. It's, it, it's a, it's a complete, you know, download at your own will download at your own risk sort of uh, um, a medium. So 
that's what even makes it even more dangerous or exciting is that you could say pretty much anything you want and there's nobody, there's no producer, there's no, uh, you know, radio station, there's nobody, no, you know, no, nobody, no bosses telling you what you can and can't say or telling you, Hey, at this point you need to, um, you know, put in a, uh, an advertisement. You do that on your own. You go and seek the advertisers. You, you, you know, if you want to do that or if you don't want to do it. So like I said, that's what, that's what makes it so, so punk rock is that you absolutely, there's no limits. So you could be sitting here in our quote unquote studio that as far as the listener knows, who knows where we're at? We could be at the top of the, 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 the really, Hancock right just, now. All you need to know is it's a really, really nice studio. So, or, you know, you, like you said, you could try to parlay it into a, like a legitimate radio job where you go, now you're no longer doing this grassroots punk rock thing. You're doing the corporate, you've, you've, you know, and whatever you, it's whatever you want it to be, but it just seems like that the people, and again, a lot of people that are our age, um, are into podcasts. It seems to be from what I know, more people that are in their thirties and, and, and yeah. so the people that were into punk rock, the people that were a part of that movement have now are part of this movement and understand how important it is to do this DIY grassroots thing. It seems to be people that get tired of listening to Rihanna. They're like, I need it's, something you know what, else it's to listen not, to. not even just Rihanna, but like if you try to listen to just also a regular talk morning drive radio on terrestrial bad. radio, it's it's beyond bad. That's what I say a lot on Twitter. It's like, almost as bad as Saturday Night Live. When I try to, no, I, well, we can save that. I like Saturday Night Live, okay, oh, but, but uh, I, I put that out on Twitter sometimes too. Like I say, listen, you guys could give us a listen or you could continue to listen to Eric and Kathy, right. which you know will be like, like Tupperware. That's crazy coming up, you know, 10 to the top of the hour traffic on the nine. It's just so, it's so stupid. So I don't blame anybody for doing it. Like, you know, I guess one of the other things about this documentary is these guys were saying like they, a lot of them live in night, really nice houses and they've made a pretty damn good living for themselves. And you know, a lot of the, um, I guess the negative is his fans turn around and say stuff like, Oh, you know, these people sold out or they did this or they did that. But we had to understand these people eventually got married and need to be able to put a roof over their kids. Yeah. And it stops being so much about it, it. You have to survive. Yeah. So you can't, you can't live in a van and drive around, you know, the, the, you're not living for your fans. You're living for your family. You know, if all it's, punk rockers could die at 25, right. that would be, that's the that plan. And again, in the movie, they're saying that was the plan. That would when be nice. But when you're young and 16 or 17 years old, and yeah. that's what you're doing. You don't plan on being 35 with kids or married or I was any the of that same stuff. way. I, like I said, I wasn't as into punk rock, but I was always into loud, heavy music. And I was like, well, if I make 25, whatever, I don't know. I'll I think do that. most teenagers at some point in their life feel like I'm not even worried about what happens when I'm 30. I'm I not even not, worried about what happens. Kind of. I'm, yeah. 21 is where I'm concerned to get to. And after that, you know, all it can all go downhill, but yeah. once I'm at that legal drinking age or, you know, in my twenties after that, it doesn't I mean, it's all gravy. It, yeah, it's yeah. all gravy. Anything that comes after that. Yeah. So. You never think like you're going to have kids and you're going to need to love the shit out of them yeah. and stuff. It just Absolutely. doesn't come up. Yeah. So I don't know. Good movie. Check it out. Um, you have anything else for this week? Uh, I have a friend of mine, a couple of friends who did the Chicago Marathon this year. So congratulations to awesome. you. Awesome. Uh, Aku Lopez, congratulations to you and your father. His dad is 60 and did his last marathon. He's done 10. This was his 10th marathon. So I don't know. I'm kind of, it inspired me. I kind of want to do one next year. 
I'm thinking about doing a marathon, so we'll see if we keep doing this. We'll yeah. see uh, <laughs> if I run it. I want to. So that's it for this week. Uh, again, you can find me at Stuper Dave on Twitter, at HeyMyMan2012 for the HeyMyMan one, at HeyMyBen. HeyMyBen. Um, so follow him. Get him some followers. <laughs> yeah, for God's sakes. Um, outside of that, that's all we have for this week, so we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Later. Took a 60 bus out of downtown Campbell Bentonado. He was on there, he was waiting for me. While the punk rockers and the moon stompers were out on the corners where the spirit could change. I started thinking, you know, I started tricking. I don't really remember too much of that deal. Something struck me funny when we ran out of money. Where do you go now when you're only 15? With the music execution and the talk of revolution. Cause the radio was playing, then the thicker was singing, then the 43 was sassy, climb up.